ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. It is Wednesday, September 21st. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. We're taking your text this hour. 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Going to hear in just a little bit. I've got some comments from Eli Neal, Henry Columbia, as we get closer to Marshall taking on Troy. Also, more from Coach Huff. So we'll get to that in a few minutes. Later on as well, John Mercer joining me, the head coach of the Marshall tennis team. A couple of big things happening for the herd. So we're going to get into that with John later on. As I said, we get your texts and we get your comments in. We do that 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. We're getting closer to Marshall taking on Troy. So we'll hear how the coach is going to handle that, how um, how important that is to making sure that the Thundering Herd stays consistent. That was a question I had of him. So we'll get that as how we feeling. It's a Wednesday. It, it feels like a Wednesday. Does it not? To me, it does anyway. You guys going through that, that sort of that, that Wednesday blahs or just me? I don't know. I'm hoping it's just me, but it's it's feeling like a Wednesday. You know, there's not that um, there's not that extra lift in my step here like there was last week around this same time. So, I don't know. You know, maybe I, maybe I'm finally crashing. Maybe I'm finally hanging uh, the hangover from Bowling Green. It's finally hit me. Hopefully, the the win against Troy. I said it. The win against Troy will lift us all back up. As we get uh, into Sunbelt play, there's some interesting matchups in the Sunbelt. That's the fun thing about this league. I look at most of the matchups, and it's pretty. These are some pretty. These are pretty fun matchups. Coastal Carolina at Georgia State. That's going to be fun. That's coming up on Thursday. So you got Thursday night football. So you can you can listen to us. We've got that for you. Or you could, I don't know. You got uh, on ESPN2, Coastal Carolina at Georgia State. So Sunbelt action on ESPN2. Uh, Saturday, of course, a full slate with James Madison and App State. That's going to be I, – I'm really excited to see that one. Ball State at Georgia Southern. Yeah, that's a, a non-conference matchup for Georgia Southern. Arkansas State at Old Dominion should be fun. Louisiana Tech at South Alabama. I'll be pulling for Alabama on that one. Houston Baptist at Texas State, so we've got to pull for Texas State there. And, then of course, the, the games that we're getting a little bit more interested in, Marshall at Troy, 7 o'clock is going to be kicked. We've got that for you right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Going to be at Roosters again. So if you haven't been to Roosters yet, we're there for the pregame. We're right near the bar area so people can see us. Hopefully... You'll be able to hear us on Saturday as well. But if you can't be at Roosters, keep it locked on ESPN 94.1 AM 930 and 93.7 The Dog as we go on the air three hours before the game. Your first word on the herd on game day. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. We should uh, have a good crowd once again at Roosters. So uh, this game 
of course, on NFL Network. I don't know how many of you have got the NFL Network. So, uh, of course, if you do watch, do me a favor, turn the TV audio down, turn the radio up, listen to Voice of the Herd, Steve Cotton, with all the play-by-play action. Um, Southern Miss is taking on Tulane. That should be okay. And then Louisiana is at ULM. So I think some of the earlier games are probably the better games. You know, matchup-wise, Coastal at Georgia State should be fun. James Madison at App State, that's really going to be a fun one. And the great thing about it is most of these games, you, know, you can get them on ESPN+. Plus. ESPN 2, much better television package for the Sun Belt, much better. I can actually watch all of these games for the most part. I can watch all of these games. And that was a complaint about Marshall and Conference USA. Well, you can't watch the game. Now, obviously, that is counterintuitive to me wanting you to listen to the radio telling you about these TV games. I'm just, uh, I'm just trying to keep my job here. You know, we're a radio station, so I got to be careful. I can't talk too much about TV, games on TV. No, no. You don't want to watch the pictures. You want to listen to it on the radio right here. If you can't watch, don't forget, we do have you covered. And, again, it's right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. So what else is happening today? It's a Wednesday. This is when things start locking down for these college teams for the most part. You get some media availabilities. Now, Coach Huff's going to have his coach's show tomorrow. He'll have his coach's show. You'll be able to tweet your, your questions in. But for the most part, coaches are locking down now. Absolutely shutting down, getting ready to, for those that are traveling, get those travel plans uh, finalized, if not already, and, and hit the road. Going to be a late one for the herd, 7 o'clock. 7 o'clock, and at least it's going to be early for the herd taking on Gardner Webb. That's going to be an earlier one. Afternoon game, we get to watch it, and then we're done. We're done. Not, not this late night stuff. I don't know. Do you prefer? I, I see. I like the. Uh, it's a three thirty kick. So, for me, all that means is I'm on the air twelve thirty. So I, I gotta think in terms. I think three hours out before a game. So when you say Troy's at seven, I'm no. It's four. Troy's at four. Gardner Webb three thirty. No, that's at twelve thirty for me. Louisiana on a Wednesday seven thirty. No, that's a that's a four thirty. Which, by the way. That's a Wednesday night. I I got to get clarification on this, but I'll be there. The stage will be elsewhere, I hear. So the stage is going to be elsewhere. You might see me on the West lot. I mean, that's in a few weeks, but you might see me on the West lot. And if that's the case, I'm cool with that. Look out and see you on the West Law. Hopefully, you know, what's going to happen here is uh, with Louisiana being a Wednesday game at 730, going to be a lot of people taking off from work that day, playing hooky, leaving early, late lunches. I think that's what's going to happen. But the 730 kick, I'm looking forward to it. We've got it here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. 
When we come back from break, I've got some sound I want to get to you. Going to hear a little bit from Coach Huff. Going to hear from Eli Neal, also Henry Columbia. We're going to hear from those guys. And later on, John Mercer is going to join us. We'll talk tennis, big event happening for the Thundering Herd. So we've got all of that. It's a Wednesday. I'm kind of feeling I'm feeling like it's a Wednesday. So the text line is open for you. Is it just me? Is Am I the one just going through the Wednesday blah? Is it just me or are you there too? 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. we got Coach Huff comments. We've got comments from Henry Columbi, Eli Neal. We'll get to that when we continue with this edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Wednesday, September 21st edition, The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Still to come, John Mercer, Marshall's tennis coach. Got a couple of things to say to him. He's got an event coming up on September 30th. Also got a, uh, an event coming up here real soon with uh, the Mountaineers. So we're going to talk to John about that in a few minutes. We'll get your comments in. Your text line number is 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Let's uh, hear from the head coach himself, Charles Huff. I had a chance to be a part of his media availability. And one thing that I wanted to hear from him about was it's conference play now. You're getting into the Sun Belt. You're in a situation where – and whatever happened in the non-conference part of your schedule, it means a lot, but it does it as well because right now you look at the conference standings and all I see is Appalachian State's 1-0 and and Troy is 0-1 in conference standings and everybody else is 0-0. and So conference standings at the end of the day, that's the important number here. How will Marshall do in the standings? How will Marshall compete in the Sun Belt? This is the first time new member. Marshall's a new member of the Sun Belt. This is the first ever as a member of the Sun Belt conference game for Marshall. So this is it. You're now a Sun Belt team. You're in. Here we go. At the same time, you're coming off a loss against Bowling Green. You're coming off a win at Notre Dame, and then it, it, a really disheartening loss at Bowling Green. And you want to stay even. You don't want to let the excitement overwhelm you. I mean, there were a lot of distractions. So let's be honest. The governor showing up in the middle of the week, just about the middle of the week, showing up, that's a distraction. A lot of national press, a lot of national reporters, everything that goes along with it. And Coach talked a, a lot about, honestly, you know, all the things that you know you you don't have the ability to to maybe control. But when I was talking to him, he he's trying to stay consistent. He, he's trying to. I mean, yeah, you're in a conference situation now. You're, you're going into the conference. This is it. This there's there's only one first ever conference opener as a new member. Yeah, this is it. This yeah. Every year after this is going to be business as usual, but this is 
the first ever conference game. There's only a first time. Once. First time as a Sunbelt member opening up conference play, and it's against Troy. So there's some excitement there. It's a good matchup. It's Marshall-Troy, two teams that probably should have won, didn't. Troy losing on a Hail Mary play. Marshall got a field goal in overtime, and then Bowling Green got a touchdown and ended the game. Trying to navigate all that. So here's what Coach Huff had to say about you're going into the Sun Belt. You're trying to stay consistent. You're trying to be stay focused. And he really broke it down for us. Yeah, no, I, I, I try. I mean, and I I mean I, I know everybody's Coach Huff didn't get his guys ready, and I, I get it. Um I try to be as consistent as possible week in and week out so we don't have the highs and lows. Um I try not to make this week's game any more important than last week's game um, because I think when you do that, then your your team plays up and down. Um, and, and I'd rather be consistent rather than up and down. So we've talked about this week just like we've talked about the last three weeks. Now, I do think as the season goes on, everything's going to start to kind of come to a head because there's more film out there. There's more film of what we do. There's more film of what they do. So now I can really start to hone in a little bit more each week. And obviously – you get into conference play. So I can really start to hone in on three games of what Troy has done versus two games from this year, a game from last year, or one game from this year, a game from last year. Um, I can really start to hone in on what they have on me. You know, what are our tendencies, you know, in these situations? And we can start to build off of it. But as far as the importance, the focus, the routine, I try to create as much consistency as possible. Um, I will say last week was probably impossible to create that routine, not because we changed in-house, but just nationally and personally. I think you got to think about it. And these are 17, 18-year-old kids. So think about the excitement that Marshall University as a community had. You're still talking about the kid's family, the kid's friends that are playing college football at other places that are calling him and talking about, hey, we saw the game, those type of things. You're talking about your pseudo-agents, you know, that are talking about, hey, your draft stock just went way up. Um, you're talking about... I Instagram and Twitter and your, t- but for a 16, 17 year old, that's a lot. And I can say as much as I want, stay focused, locked in, locked in, locked in, and we can keep the routine the same. But when grandma calls in tears, that, 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 that carries a little bit more weight than grandma calling saying, Hey, good job versus Norfolk. Um, you know, so we tried to manage as best as possible. I beat myself up trying to figure out what could we have done different? What could I have said different? And I don't know. Um, I asked the players, I said, did we do anything different coaching-wise? They said no. Um, they said, coach, this is, this is on us. And I told them yesterday, it's a national problem. It's 16, 17-year-old kids. Well, how do you know it's a national problem, coach? Because every week someone's getting upset. So if you want me to really believe that one week Texas A&M gets beat by App State, heck of a game by Coach Clark and his crew, but the next week they turn around and play Miami to the wire – it's a national issue. I've got to do a better job of kind of navigating. You know, it's easy to say, oh, coach, you got to get them focused. I've got to do a better job of navigating their world to manage our world. Um, but uh, I don't know. Ask Coach Fisher how he how he did it. I don't know. I'm still trying to figure it out. I know how Coach Saban does it. 
he's got better players than everybody else, so that that's it's a little bit easier. Um, but I don't know how the rest of us are going to do it. Um, so, but I, like I say, I don't think the kids had a lack of focus at all. I don't think they went into the game thinking we're better than them. They're not good. I don't think that at all because we had almost 600 yards of offense. So we still did some good things. Defensively, we played really good against the run, which has been something we've been harping on. So we did a lot of good things. Um, we just weren't able to take care of the football and not beat ourselves. Coach Huff, breaking it down. So when Grandma calls and it's Norfolk State, thanks, Granny. When she calls and it's Notre Dame, bigger distraction. So this team's got to start learning how to manage those distractions. Got to be able to manage it when the governor shows up just to, just to say hi. That's where you'll hopefully see as the program matures, you'll see more of a way to handle that. I mean, honestly, was it a normal game week last week? No, it was not. Absolutely not. It wasn't a normal game week. Marshall went in, beat Notre Dame, and next thing you know, wow, Marshall's on its way. And then you show up against Bowling Green, and ouch, Marshall's not necessarily on its way is is what I heard, what you all were telling me. Eli Neal, talking about guys, uh, you know, how how you got to respond to this. How do you how do you bounce back? How do you how do you overcome and and how how the leaders on this team? Coach Huff talked about that. Yeah, he's hearing things. Yeah, the, the leaders are stepping up. And Eli talked about how the leaders on this team responded to the loss. The leaders after this past week just weren't harping on the, the game Saturday too much, weren't trying to uh, beat each other down, definitely trying to lift each other up and understand um, what the mission is now, what the mission has been since we strapped the pads on and spring ball, um, and that's to go play good in this conference and um, just show the world what we can do. So time to refocus, right? How do you switch gears? With everything we've been through, um, through the fourth quarter program and everything like that, um, we built for this. We built for the tough times. We built um, to be able to showcase our identity when, when it's time, be able to withstand those tests. So um, – just going along with the program and how Coach Huff is instilled in us, you know, moving on to the next play and focusing on Marshall and focusing on us, uh, it's made that transition a lot easier. Another thing that uh, Eli was talking about, he was asked about, you know, you're on the road now. It's the third straight game on the road. And, and Eli said he actually he likes playing – he loves playing on the road. Playing on the road is something that I love. I honestly love playing on the road more than I love playing at home, honestly. Um and this isn't because I, I don't enjoy our fans and I don't en- enjoy being in Huntington because I love us, but on the road, uh, you just feel that camaraderie a whole lot more. You feel like you're dependent on each other a lot more, and those small details that you, you mentioned are honed in on a lot more on the road. So definitely looking forward to that. For sure. So he's excited going back on the road, and, of course, the road was not kind to the herd last weekend, and uh, he talked about that, and we got into a little bit. He mentioned some of those distractions, not by name, but he talked about distractions and said those distractions weren't excuses and just that nobody wanted to see the herd lose. No one in America wanted to see us lose Saturday, including us. 
But I feel like if it was a time for that to happen, that was the time. Um, obviously, I feel like a bunch of distractions came in on Thursday. That's no excuse. I mean, not just Thursday, but throughout that week, um, a lot of distractions came through. But um, like I said, if it had to be a time for us to lose, I feel like Saturday was was it. I hate it happened, but definitely moving forward and um, ready to just capitalize on what happened Saturday. No excuse, distractions, but no excuse. Henry Columbia, quarterback for the Thundering Herd, uh, he um, he takes ownership in his part as well, and he acknowledges. I mean, it's real simple. You got to score more points. Yeah, we have to score points at the end of the day. It doesn't matter uh, how many yards we put up or uh, when we get in those positions, we have to finish. Uh, whether it's uh, field goals, you know, we want to score a lot in the red zone. Um, we didn't do that. We didn't put it in the end zone. We we kind of sputtered at times, and I think maybe at times we got a little bit comfortable without how fast. I think we started too fast, if that's the thing. Um, it gave us sort kind of thing of false hope. False hope. So, um, yeah, we just have to finish better. I don't know if there's anything – now, hear me out. I don't know. I, I like, next thing you know, the herd's up on 14 nothing. Okay, then get more. Put 21 nothing, 28. Just, you know, get on them and, and keep just pour it on. I'm I'm okay with that, just continually pouring it on. But, you know, maybe it came so easy to them they got complacent. And, again, that's something that they're going to have to learn. You know, when you're up on a team, continue. Keep it up. Pour it on them a little bit more. You know, put them away because you really – Ask Troy. You think you got a team put away, and you don't. Ask Troy. Speaking of Troy, Columbia knows this is going to be a, uh, it's going to be a tough matchup because you got two teams, both coming off tough losses. Yeah, um, it's two teams coming off a tough loss. Um, two teams. I mean, we both feel like we should have won our games. Um, I think that we'll both understand that going into this week. So, I think it'll be another tough physical game. Um, Troy understand. I think they're one and two right now. Um, they're better. I mean, that's not what they should be. You know, their their, their record isn't who they are. I kind of felt the same way about Bowling Green. They're 0 2, but they could have easily been 2 0. They're in both games. So um, it'll be a good game. Good game. Henry Columbia, quarterback, the Thundering Herd. We switch our attention to Marshall Tennis. John Mercer joins me on the other side of the break. This is The Drive on ESPN 94.1 in AM 930. We're taking Paul Swan everywhere. Download or subscribe to The Drive with Paul Swan on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. We continue with this Wednesday edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I want to welcome to the program now. He's always gracious to accept the invitation. He is the head coach of the Marshall tennis team, John Mercer. Uh, also gracious and not sending me a text on Sunday when the Pittsburgh Steelers beat the Cincinnati Bengals. That was a couple weeks ago, John. I don't think I've talked to you since, so um, were you just saving it up for today? Is is this where I hear about it? <laughs> that was a good one. No, but, it wasn't. Uh, Absolutely yeah, was not. I don't know. I mean, as long as they, the quarterback kept throwing at the my, uh, defensive backfield, it was my kind of game, so... Yeah, like that. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I'm, surpri- I'm surprised I didn't hear from you because if it would have been Kemper and the Bengals <laughs> taking on the Chiefs, uh, Kemper would have let me know about it because he made the mistake to try to let me know about it ahead of the game, and the Chiefs there haven't beat go. the Bengals since, so uh, I have definitely let him know about it. Well, 
You know what? It's early in the season, and as I recollect, didn't the Bengals start 0-2 last year? Um, I don't think they were 0-2, but... Uh, no? I uh, thought they might have been. But, uh, there was, but yeah, we're, we're going to... Yeah, we still got a while to go, I think. Yeah. We still got a few more games, so... We I'm do. Not, uh, yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm not feeling real comfortable at this point, especially after our performance the following weekend. Uh I'm okay with that. Yeah, I'm okay with yeah. that one. That was that was okay. So, <laughs> other than the Bengals, everyone's one and one now. Every every there team, everyone's one and everyone's one except the Bengals. First. Yeah, three way tie for first, and then uh, the Bengals are dead last. So, you know, fourth in the division. <laughs> Life in the NFL. Yeah, I, you know, then two weeks later, you be in first. I hope. So, you know, it's you it's the yeah. only happy place I have sometimes, and and look at it, it's zero and two. So. <laughs> You're the tennis coach. So that means we have to talk tennis. I think that's um, that's safe to say. You got <laughs> some you, go. you got some events coming up. First of all, did Chris Grassy sign off on this? You're in action on Saturday against WVU. Did Grassy sign off on that? <laughs> I mean, did you, you know get... what? We will be we will be back for the game. You could come watch us play in Charleston, and then actually come back and watch us watch the soccer game. So there is enough time in between there. We plan this out down to the minute. So Grassy, uh, that's how he signed off on this. He he signed yeah, off on actually, this. Actually, actually, we're playing singles against WVU on Friday evening at six o'clock. So we are good there. Okay, let's yep. uh, let's uh, let's set this up for everyone. It's the okay. uh, 2022 Thunder in the Mountains. Uh, this is the event that's going to take place at the Canal Rec Center. It's a four-team field. Cincinnati, the Bearcats. And the VCU Rams also involved. So uh, start us out on Thursday. Uh, your squads get together uh, between noon and 6, and there's some activities going on. This isn't just show up and play tennis. There's uh, there's some activities that go along with it. Yeah, we're doing some really nice things. Uh, there's a pro-am uh, Thursday afternoon, late afternoon. Uh, you know, just playing with some of the sponsors, you know, some of the people in the Charleston area who really support tennis. Uh, doing that and having a nice little dinner afterwards, you know, again with everybody. Uh, and then that'll lead, you know, a lot of practice time on Thursday for the four teams. And then that'll lead into Friday where, uh, you know, we'll start, we all start with some doubles action on Friday. So like we're playing uh, VCU uh, Friday at 10 o'clock. I know uh, WVU's playing Cincinnati doubles uh, Friday at 10. And then that same day, we're also playing singles. Where we'll play, we'll line up, and we'll play West Virginia in a singles, uh, you know, six singles matches uh, at five o'clock, and uh, you know, just kind of see how that goes. And uh, again, it's a, it's a great little tournament. You know, the four teams really, it's four top seventy-five teams. Uh, you know, really high-caliber teams. Uh, you know, trying to get some early season, you know, action in in a in a what they call a mock dual format, so that you actually don't count on a win-loss record, kind of like the, a little bit like the exhibition season that they play in soccer. Uh, but, you know, we'll play, you know, three or four of these events during the fall, and then, you know, starting in January, we'll start our regular dual match season. So, but this is a good one if you want to see some really good tennis and some really good players. My next question was going to be, why, why partner up with WVU for this event? Uh, what's... Um... You know, what's the benefit? You know, why the partnership? We love WVU. <laughs> uh, I, John, I, I don't I, I don't know if uh, everyone that listens to this show shares that. I mean, I know some no. people who are listening right now. Really? I know some who are listening right now adore 
WVU. You know who you are you listening. Go. You know yeah. who you are. Yeah. And there are others who maybe yeah. don't adore WVU. <laughs> so, well, uh, what's the what. what's the yeah. deal here, John? What's the deal? Yeah, yeah. Uh, they paid us a lot of money. No. Okay, so uh, money. So <laughs> they paid a lot of cash. All right, they bought yeah, you. There you go. Yeah. Uh, really, we're just we're really trying. We came together. You know, we play these tournaments in the fall. Uh, you know, we'll play one down at Virginia Tech later. Uh, we actually will travel down and play one at the University of South Carolina, that has a lot of really good Power Five schools in it. Uh, and uh, myself and the WVU coach, you know, we kind of got together. We are talking you know, before dual match one year, and we were kind of saying, you know, why don't we just have one in Charleston? You know, just have our own, invite a few teams, you know, we'll try to get some good ones, uh, you know, see about getting it promoted, you know, try to involve, you know, people who are WV people and Marshall people, uh, and, you know, really try to support tennis in the state of West Virginia. You know, let's bring it to Charleston, kind of a neutral site, uh, you know, and really try to get some exposure, you know, for it. And, uh, you know, there's a ton of kids that play high school tennis. Uh, we have a great middle school programs in Huntington that there's all sorts of kids that play. And this is just an opportunity to kind of, uh, you know, us to give back a little bit. We're doing a kids clinic too, uh, you know, on, on a Sunday morning or Saturday morning, sorry. Uh, and it's just, you know, it just kind of made sense. So, uh, you know, occasionally, you know, West Virginia, Marshall can work together, I guess, <laughs> and, and uh, you know, try to, you know, keep in mind the bigger picture and what's really good for, uh, you know, the state and for our game of tennis. John Mercer with me, volleyball coach. I'm sorry, I'm looking at a presser that just came on my phone as I was mentioning your name. <laughs> hey, like, oh, my gosh. No, I'm oh, serious. No, I'm serious. I'm serious. <laughs> Cody just sent me a presser. Uh, Marshall Volleyball begins Sunbelt play at ODU. It popped up on my screen, which is right next to my uh, – my. yeah, I have my – if you see my setup right now, I've got, like, notes spread out everywhere, including the phone. So oh, yeah. uh, you're now Ari Agnes. <laughs> sorry about that, John. Oh, geez. Uh, so, sorry uh, about yeah. that, John. Yeah. Joining oh, us on man. the program. Oh, yeah. My guest, the tennis coach, Marshall University, John Mercer. This is um, this is not uh, the only thing you're doing. You've got uh, a, an event coming up on September 30th at 6 p.m. It's called Play with the Herd, and that's $75 for adults, 30 for high school mm-hmm. students, and free for children 13 and under. And there's a family package as well for $150. Uh, what is play with the herd? What what do I get for my ticket? Uh, so we have the girls on the team here, and we're going to do some games where the players are involved. Uh, so you actually get to play against them. Uh, you know, do some probably a little bit of doubles action also. Uh, there's a dinner. There's an auction. There's a silent auction. Um, so just a nice evening. Uh, you know, out on the tennis courts. The dinner will be catered. They'll be out on the tennis courts. And, you know, just trying to bring, you know, people in who, again, support our program. We have, you know, a lot of support in the area. And, you know, just trying to get them involved uh, with the girls. We have a lot of girls, obviously, that, you know, are from out of town, out of the country. And I think it's a great uh, experience for both sides, you know, both for our players who are not West Virginia people, you know, to come in and meet our, you know, hometown people and our supporters and, uh, you know, vice versa. I think it's a great chance for them to meet them and 
uh, you know, hear a little bit about, you know, their, where they came from and what they've done and, uh, you know, how they ended up here. So, uh, should be a good evening. Uh, you know, weather as of now, you know, who knows how that'll end up, but it's now supposed to be pretty good. And, uh, yeah, you know, they can just contact us, uh, you know, if somebody's interested and, uh, you know, we can get them some tickets. Is this, um, are you going to see more events like this, you know, with, uh, with the name, image and likeness age upon us, or, you know, is this, are we going to see events like this uh, pop up with and without Marshall support? How how you know, how is that landscape looking for you right now? Uh, the name, image, and likeness landscape. Yeah, how's that? Because you know, this, yeah. this almost sounds like a name, image, and likeness uh, type uh, event. Right. Yeah. Uh, well, it's not. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, I knew this that, is, but yeah, this isn't. But yeah, it feels like is, it, it. It could be. Right. This could be a. Yeah, this could be without John Mercer involved, and right. this could be. Members of your team doing a, a play with herd players event, right? Right. Yeah. This is yeah. This is more of an outing, you know, for people who want to support tennis, support the team. Uh, you know, we're really trying to raise money. What we've been given is a little bit more flexibility. You know, with uh, the new administration, with the use of our booster funds. Uh, so we're really trying to support. You know, we're trying to create a team room uh, that's right off of our tennis courts. Uh, you know, where they can kind of like have a lounge area. Uh, you know, where they can hang out, you know, before or after practice or, you know, if we have rain delays, you know, they can, you know, do video study, you know, matches and things like that. So we're trying to raise money. That's basically where the money will go for, you know, for things like that, for improvement, for, you know, really the lifestyle of our team. You know, that's probably the big thing now. You know, what what are you able to, you know, offer them? You know, these are like little little detail items you know, that make a big difference in, in a student-athlete's life on campus. You know, they're just, it's just not like uh, tennis course, locker room, dorm room. You know, dorm room, tennis course, locker room. <laughs> uh, it's nice to have, like, an area where, you know, like a lounge area where they can kind of hang out, you know, do some schoolwork, you know, watch some TV or whatever, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, just, you know, socialize, really. So that's what we're trying to do the event for. That's where, you know, the money will go. And uh, the NLI stuff, that's, that's the NIL stuff, is a little bit weird right now from the standpoint that we have, you know, a good number of international players. And, you know, right now that's an issue where, you know, the international players uh, aren't able to receive that, uh, you know, because of visa status. So really, you know, if the international players, I mean, are still truly just receiving uh, you know, what's allowed by the NCAA, the traditional uh, scholarship okay. uh, that's out there. Yeah, because so, yeah. yeah. you look at the structure of something like this and you think, okay, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, what's going to stop any sport, just a group of players getting together and say, hey, you know, come see us and you get to hang out with us and play tennis with us and, you know, right. eat dinner with us, and hey, John, you can come too. It's only going to be seventy-five dollars for your ticket, Coach. You know, right. what, yeah. yeah. What's what's to stop them <laughs> from doing something like this? And maybe I've given them an idea now. Sorry, John. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess you could. You know, you could have a camp. You know, your kind of thing. You know, it's. Uh, you know, I, I I think for the players, still. You know, for the student athletes, I I, I think that. You know, things like that. You might see more of that. Like you said, you might start seeing some of that in the future. But I know their schedules, and they are packed. 
I mean, these are these are students that are up early. You know, they're in the weight room at seven o'clock. Uh, their weights, treatment, food, <laughs> school, more food, practice, <laughs> more food. Uh, you know, recovery. You know, doing stuff like stack. You know, that they do on campus. You know, student groups and so on. They are busy people. I mean, we'll we'll drag them out. You know, to play this event this weekend. You know, we'll be involved with the community with that. Uh, you know, they'll get to play their matches, get to compete, and so on. But there, these student athletes, there is not a lot of free time that day. I mean, they are they are filled, and so you know the NIL stuff. I mean, that might come down the line. It might come maybe someday for internationals, but you know, you're still also looking at just you know laws as far as visas and things like that. You know, what they're actually allowed to do uh, while they're here, uh, but. Yeah, it, it'll be interesting, like you said, to see how it all kind of develops. But uh, I think that, you know, for the most part, you know, you're real superstars. You know, what you're kind of all hearing now, you know, quarterback from Alabama, you know, making seven figures or whatever. They're going to they're gonna get that money. But I think, you know, you're still going to see the vast majority of your student athletes are going to be super appreciative of getting a scholarship, the opportunity to get an education, and you know, just have the college experience. I think that, you know, that means a lot to them still. And, um, you know, they're not looking at making, you know, a living off of their college play. John Mercer, my guest. Uh, first things first, uh, Thunder in the Mountains uh, coming up this weekend, uh, Canal Rec Center. Then you've got the Play with the Herd event set for September 30th, 6 p.m. at the Brian Davis Fox Tennis Center. And then, of course, uh, you get in the conference uh, Sunbell action and all that fun soon. We'll talk to you about that. And in between all of that, have you picked out your parcel of land near the, where the baseball park's going to go and say, this would be great for tennis? Have you done, you had that conversation yet with, uh, with Christian Spears? I think Spears? I need to pull, pull a Baker Mayfield and take a flag over there and plant it in the ground. So. Sure. <laughs> Why not? You, you could do that. I don't think anyone would yeah. object to that. Yeah. You could just, you know, take, well, take some. What you do is take some, uh, some, some spray cans of paint and just outline where you think it needs to go. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I mean, I think you know, there's definitely a lot of conversation you know, for all the sports you know, as far as continuing to upgrade all the facilities, and uh, you know, we're definitely part of that. So you know, just making it better again for the student athletes and you know, making it more fan friendly. Uh, you know, when they come out and you know people can watch and really have a great experience, be like, hey, that's pretty cool. You know. I can go there and get a good seat and be comfortable and, you know, really enjoy the competition. So I think that's something that us, you know, all of us coaches, you know, we're looking for and you know, we definitely want to offer our student athletes, you know, that, <laughs> you know, that experience also. So, uh, you know, things are moving, you know, uh, obviously, you know, they started working on the baseball field. So, you know, now that that's kind of, you know, on its way, you know, I think you're going to continue to see uh, progress in that area and everything. John Mercer, my guest, the tennis coach of Marshall University, not the volleyball coach. <laughs> not the volleyball coach. Uh, I already apologized yeah. to Ari, by the way. That's yeah, that's okay. That's, she does a great job doing that. She's yeah, she got my vote right there. I, yeah, I sent her a text. I had to apologize. You know, I don't. <laughs> I, I, I I try to keep Ari on. I try to stay on Ari's good side. She hasn't been replaced. Is that what you're telling her? Um, so. I mean, really, it's up to her if, if you and I are replaced, isn't that? Although, probably... listen, let me tell you a story. Okay. I know you always like stories, okay? 
when Laurie, as people know, who followed us for a long time, my wife was the head coach here prior to myself. I've heard of her. She was actually, yes, giving birth to our first child. It actually occurred the day that we played Cincinnati in a match. And when that happened, the volley, we, I had to drive to Pittsburgh where she was giving birth. And the volleyball coach at that time, Susan Dedman, stepped in and acted as the tennis coach on that day, and we did beat Cincinnati. John Mercer, soon to be replaced by Ari Agnes. Paul Swan, soon to be replaced <laughs> by go. Ari Agnes. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks, sir. Appreciate you. Wonderful. Thanks for having me. Go hard. John Mercer, more coming up. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Coming up on tomorrow's show, Chris Grassi's been confirmed for 5.15 p.m., so looking forward to talking to the head coach of the Marshall soccer team. Big one coming up this weekend, Mountain State Derby. Marshall taking on WVU. Should be a fun one. I bet we're going to have a capacity crowd at Hoops Family Field for the Marshall-WVU matchup. And I'll tell you what, if you thought Marshall and Kentucky was, was pretty good, I look for that and more with this matchup between Marshall and West Virginia. With all of that said, uh, we're out of time. Thanks for tuning in. I'll be back with you tomorrow here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Uh, We're getting closer to the start of Marshall in the Sun Belt on the football side. Chris Grassy, though, will join us tomorrow to talk a little soccer as uh, we get into Sun Belt play and the Mountain State Derby. It's a conference matchup as well, so that adds a little extra value to it. Not only do you beat the in-state opponent, you get the conference win. Much more important there. So we'll talk about that with Chris Grassy tomorrow. Until then, have a great night, everyone. I'll talk to you tomorrow. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington. This is your radio home for Pittsburgh Pirates baseball, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.